Welcome to today's co-hosted podcast. I'm Chuck Marple, your host, and here with my co-host, Karen E. How are you on this first day of, de- of June, Karen? I'm doing well. School's out. Summer camp starts next week for a soccer camp and a sleepover camp for the first time for the 12-year-olds. So it's we've got all kinds of exciting things going on around here. Well, sounds like fun. I'll be glad to have to talk to them once this is going to get going. Well... Today is a special holiday around the world. Do you know what wonderful what this wonderful day is, Karen? No. Today is it's World Outlander Day. Today we raise tribute to that great Scottish adventure, star series that begins with a British World War II nurse accidentally being transported to the 1740s in Scotland. She is rescued by some Highlanders and thus begins a relationship with one of them that spans time and war. Based on a book series, the televised version begins Season 7 on June 16th. For those who know about the series, my hero is Dougal McKenzie. In the series, he's dead, but he still is my hero. And I'm working on a look to resemble those in his time period. And here's my look, people. (laughs) And today, in honor of World 1, I'm also wearing my Dougal shirt. And in fact, today at my uh, dermatologist appointment, I had this on on the de- desk on the uh, chair. And he said, "Is that you?" So, yes, I've got that look coming. That's good. <laughs> now on to the news. The first thing, the, the main topic we're going to begin with will be the debt ceiling. But something happened yesterday that is near and dear to Karen's heart. For years and years, she were, was in the Air Force for twenty years. Uh, as an Air Force officer, and she had to deal with a lot of classified material. So when she hears about somebody misusing that, particularly dangerously mis- misusing it, she gets concerned. And yesterday we found out that the former president actually was waving around and, and talking in a, in a, about, about a document that was highly classified about a possible war with, the, uh, with Iran. And he, in that, he recognized the fact that he couldn't show it to the person that he was talking to because it was classified. It was not declassified despite everything he said. So with that started, what do you think about this, Karen? Uh, I'm not surprised that that tape exists. Um, I'm not surprised that the special counsel got a hold of it. It seems like there's a lot of people that are jumping off the Trump train at this point. Um, but what I am surprised is that he did acknowledge that he, he wasn't supposed to share it with anybody. You know, that's, that's him acknowledging that he knows it's not declassified. Um, I'm curious as to what type of document was. I know it said it's a, a plan to attack Iran and a a unclassified news article I read, so I'm not revealing anything, says that we have a lot of plans um, to attack. That's not really how it should be worded. Various plans should we need to go into an armed conflict with countries. And in the case, if it's one of those and not a specific operation that was on on order or being considered, then it's not a big deal. Those things just exist um, and have forever. Uh, But if it's something specific, I think that's a little bit 
more severe that he took it. But my guess is that he took something that's existed forever and he want, he was maybe considering trying to harm, uh, general Mark Milley with it. I know that I read one thing that said that he Mm -hmm. was trying to say that Mark Milley was trying to go to war with Iran, despite him saying publicly that he was talking, uh, Trump out of it. But if this is one of the plans that just exists and it's not something specific, that that doesn't make that argument, period. But what is concerning to me is that if it is one of those plans, there's no reason that the president should ever have his hands on those. Those are a uh, strategic level thing at, at the highest level, you know, you have strategic, operational, tactical, mm-hmm. with tactical being the war fader, operational being the middleman between the strategy development and how you actually are going to do it in the moment. And the president isn't involved generally at a strategic level. He's only made aware, you know, he doesn't, he, he pretty much says yes or no. He doesn't always have input into these kind of things. So for him to even be having that plan is concerning. If, if people in the Pentagon were aware that he had it, the plan's been changed. I promise you it's been completely redone. These plans are revisited at, at a periodic interval anyway, because technology changes, Intel changes what, what people buy, sell, whatever, what countries buy, sell as far as their uh, military equipment that changes the plans. So it's, no matter what, it's an outdated document at this point. But I have a lot of concerns about presidents being having access to something that doesn't concern them. It, it is confusing. You know, you talk about war plans. Here's something that is very, very uh, unknown to many people. There was a time period in the 1930s when we did not know whether we were going to be on the side of Germany or, or England. And not many people know that. In fact, there was a war plan to invade Canada that was uh, uh, came out. It was declassified in the 1970s, I believe, because like I think it had to be 50 years after it happened, or maybe 1980s. And that was a lot of lot of flack about that. Well, you know, you get back to what what that uh, that National Guardsman did, and talking about changing and uh, changing so many things. The document, some of the documents he put out, I think, forced the Pentagon and others to reevaluate where they were and change things around. And they certainly, uh, one more thing about that before we get into the, to the other, uh, to the debt thing, is that I still can't believe that the people directly supervising that National Guardsman allowed him, uh, knew he was doing some of that stuff, and all they did was give him a warning about it. And he was still able to get stuff out. I imagine that that whole unit above him, the the officers above him, and even the noncoms above him, probably are in serious jeopardy with their careers now. Well, I, I will. I I want people to understand that the National Guard is not the active duty military. Yeah. These are gener- generally weekend warriors. Some of them are active guard, which means you know, a regular, similar to active duty. They're on active orders and all that. But active duty units do not operate like that. There's a lot more supervision. There's a lot more people. There's a lot less trust, quite frankly, because people move every 
two to four or five years. So people are constantly cycling in and you have to assess people and you're supposed to know who's working for you. And there's a lot more layers of supervision on active duty. So something like that, even though, yes, it could hypothetically happen on active duty, it's generally going to be somebody higher ranking that has the ability to access those things alone. You know, there's a lot of circumstances where people can't access classified alone. You know, one person, you have to open a, a container with a container or a safe with two people, uh, depending on classification level and, you know, policies and procedures and national guard, not to insult them. But a lot of times they don't follow the same procedure. They see themselves as a little bit different from us active duty folks. And so that leads to some of these breakdowns, you know, yeah, the, mili- let- the, mil- the military can be trusted. Um, there are bad individuals, just like there's bad individuals everywhere, but there's a lot more procedures that will be followed on active duty because that's not your weekend job. That's your entire job. So you're a lot less tempted. I think unless you're just a bad person to, to, to do those things. Yeah. Since you're doing it every day, it's easier to follow through the procedures all the time. Right. And it is. People, yeah. People are going to notice what you're doing. Like the, I, I've never technic. I mean, I think he was a technician, so it's still, it's definitely, you would think somebody would have noticed, but a lot of times some of those types of people end up working alone just because yeah. there's so few of them, especially on active duty. But generally if they're in the safe, there, there, there are other people in there with them. So the opportunity to sit at a computer and gather data and gather actual documents doesn't exist in active duty. Yeah. This, this classified thing is going to be something else. It'll be interesting to see how, what Jack Smith uses with this. Let's get on to the, the good news is that it looks like we're going to avert a major issue. It depends on a few senators trying to have their way, which I'm hoping they're not going to, uh, supposed to put us into uh, losing the deal on the on the debt ceiling. I imagine when all said and done, it's going to pass. It's just can they get it passed and get it settled out into the president's desk and signed by Monday? Uh, I think they will. What that what the deal does? It increases money for veterans' health in the military, and it cuts money from domestic programs such as health, education, and many more. Also, and this was a boogaboo to the Republicans about the IRS. They. They know that the rich people was, were going to be more heavily audited with these people in there. What the Republicans tried to do is convince people that they were going to audit everybody, that they were, it was going to be a greater, greater thing to the middle class and so on. And it was, it was basically the process was if you were made more than half a million or so, you were going to have a higher rate of audit because it was easier for you to hide money. For the average average family, that doesn't happen. I know even your brother was convinced that they were going to call. They were going. They put these in just to go after everybody. So I had to tell him I don't expect that. And now money's been taken away from that. Some of it, anyways, twenty million, twenty billion dollars, which is a substantial amount of money. Uh, so they're not going to be able to audit as much. But I just hope it doesn't hurt the IRS and other things that they need. There are winners and losers. But at least the debt limit has been suspended until after the 24, 2024 election. So it's a win for Democrats and the likely event this passes the House and the Senate. Uh, just for that, and the, the best thing about it, as far as I'm concerned, is this 
we don't have to revisit these budget issues to the same way um, until after the election. Yeah, right. and I think that makes it a less politicized issue, which this this shouldn't be a politicized issue. I, The only thing that I can, like there's not a whole lot that happens in ordinary people's life that you can sort of compare this to, but it, it's, you know, just a few individuals that uh, are taking the entire country hostage and the the less they can do that the better because it it's very frustrating to watch it happen and it's like they don't see how dysfunctional it makes them look and how i think it erodes the trust on both sides because both sides make concessions to get a, a product through and it's like eventually nobody's going to be 100% happy with what comes out of it. Why are we going to play this this dance into a default or into a shutdown or any of the other times it's happened? It's so silly. Yeah, it, it is. And it, and finally, you know, they did come to, to a reasonable compromise, I think, all things considered, versus the, the other, other way around. But, you know, compromise it should be the whole thing on it. It should be bipartisan for... For and had been for for a long, long time, and it's it's, it's kind of sad that we've gotten to that point. It's ironic that by the time they're ending, it seems to be that the uh, distance between McCarthy and Biden is much more narrow than it had been through the whole thing. That they finally they both realized that we got to get along somehow to get the get this done. There are some. There's one thing that's really upset a lot of of people, uh, environmentalists, and that's. To get Joe by uh, Joe Manchin on uh, on board, I think was the main reason to complete that pipeline that go takes natural gas, shale gas, if you want, actually, from uh, West Virginia across into Virginia, to to some storage areas, and there's some wetlands and there's some other things and there's some property that they're going to have to take over and there's some issues about that, but you know, again, there's going to be winners and losers no matter how we go into it. So it's just, it's been really uh, plaguing my mind because I thought of you guys with your money and your brother, particularly everything, he's all in one basket with his money because it's all built, it's either his his pension and his um, uh, his job was, you know, his money was on there. And he's in a position, he has to go to work no matter what, whether he's getting paid or not. So it's sad that we hold the country hostage in any way, shape, or form over politics. We need to do something about We need to get term limits in there. But to get term limits is very complicated. We'll have to have a, have a, a constitutional amendment. And the people in there are not going to put out for a constitutional amendment in their own jobs. That's just not going to happen. No, not when they can get rich off our tax dollars and their lo- and lobbyists. Yeah. And we talked about all that in the last one. Let's take a look at the known candidates. We don't. We'll leave the the Democrat side is, uh, away because at this point there's really no competition for the president. We all know what's going on with with uh, Donald Trump, and unfortunately, in my opinion, for the first time, I don't know ever, but the first time the former president will be visiting Columbus, Georgia, next weekend. 
because the state Republican convention is going to be held in Columbus, Georgia next weekend, which is kind of ironic because we were one of the metropolitan areas that went for Biden. And we are, we are more Democrat than we are Republican in this, uh, this area versus Warner Robins, which was a lot more Republican than Democrat. Mm-hmm. So it's wondering, uh, you know, is there going to be a, a stench coming from the, from these people? I don't know. I really don't know. But he's going to be here. I just, your mother just told me Carrie Lake is going to be here, one of the real nutcases. Uh, Pence was going to be coming, but he's not. I don't think DeSantis is coming, but some of the other people, I think Nikki Haley is going to be here. Uh, I'm not, I don't know if I'm going to protest or not. I may very well. I haven't decided for sure um, whether I want to go, go to the area where it is or not. We'll just have to see how that goes. It's really hard. The- I, I will tell you, like, with anybody, even a former president, it's, it's a hassle. You know, with security and those kind of things. So you have to get yourself in place early and you're going to be stuck there. And just you have to be careful because you never know. What what are the current laws for uh, carrying guns in Georgia? Oh, yeah. Yeah, they're pretty open. So you you don't know who's showing up with what firepower on either side. And it's, it's one of those things where, like, depending on where you live, it may or may not be safe to protest. You know, you make give me second thoughts on that. Your mother doesn't really want me to go either, so we'll see. We'll see how how it goes. I, I and I know, and I think protest is like the most American thing to do ever. But it's too many things have happened. Too many people have rammed cars into crowds or shot up people. I don't know that it's worth it. Huh? I hadn't thought of it that way. Well, that's always good to good to have these conversations with you because you can put another spin on it. I don't mean to be alar- alarmist. I don't want to be alarmist at all, but but I think that like there's a lot of hostility when the when groups of people that believe they're very far apart and have nothing in common, the hostility escalates very quickly and yeah. uh, can become dangerous with deranged people. That's true. Yeah. We got to think about those kinds of things. There's so much to go going on in there. Well, let's look at those candidates. Let, let's let's start at uh, the two that are going to come up next week that are going to announce it. Uh, Mike Pence and Chris Christie, Chris Christie of New Jersey. Chris Christie is—he's a has been. Come on, guy. Like nobody cares what you have to say. Like I, I don't but, like him. I I don't think that he he has. I would, if I was him, I wouldn't waste the time, money, and energy. I really wouldn't. I don't, he doesn't have a chance. Nobody cares what he has to say. And I'm not sure a whole lot of Republicans listen to him. They, they may not, but he does have the capability of, of uh, he's intelligent. He has a lot of experience. I think he's got the ability to, to uh, attack Trump without, and DeSantis, without uh, any real danger in attacking them because like you said he doesn't stand much chance to win he is he is like a little whip that we can that can use to keep uh, the pressure on from uh, for Trump with the uh, all the uh, cases and, and all the all the criminal issues coming up on him and for DeSantis just being a nut now Mike Pence I don't think stands a prayer either no Mike Pence Mike Pence has been too damaged by doing the right thing. That, so he he will never get the Trump base for that reason. He will never get 
the swing voters because of his association with Trump and his, I'm sorry to say, batshit crazy ideas about religion and those sort of Women. things. Yeah. So, I mean, he doesn't, he doesn't stand a prayer. He's who's going to vote for him. I'd be, I don't know anybody that like, that's their guy. Okay. Well, now we have from North Carolina, North Carolina, I believe it is. We have two people. We have Nikki Haley and we have Tim Scott. Tim Scott is the only black Senator. I don't Republican. I don't know a lot about him. I haven't read anything super unfavorable. Um, that makes me think, oh, he's terrible. I also don't think he has a shot. Nikki Haley, I don't, I don't hate her either. Uh, she's worked hard to kind of get that Trump stench off of her, but I also, I just, I can't overlook her time with Trump, like the way that she was all up in all of that during the presidency, and that is something I can't get past. I know it. So uh, you go in there. <clears throat> there are others likely to come on, on board, and uh, it's going to be fast. <clears throat> excuse me, fascinating. How does these things start? <clears throat> Hate when that happens. But anyways, yeah. So, so it's it's a crazy time. So it, let's get to talking about craziness. Let's look, take a look at Florida now. Oh, he said earlier this week that he's going to demolish leftism how are you going to demolish an ideology guy? Like it doesn't work that way. You know, they, they talk about their fear mongering and talking about putting people in concentration camps for having conservative views and what the leftists want to do to them and all this other stuff. And I'm like, you just said you want to demolish this. Like, yes. Uh, what, what are you saying? Like he, he has passed the most insane amount of laws in Florida in a short period of time, enabling him to run, enabling him to further his anti-woke agenda. Can't, he can't identify what woke means, by the way. <laughs> and and he just, the I, I think of all the candidates, he's the most dangerous because there are people that don't want Trump and they think he has the same beliefs as Trump, just in a more sparkly package that doesn't act like a fool and doesn't have a whole lot of drama, you know, swirling around him. Well, he's younger. And, and he also, if you want to go straight out in intelligence, he, he's got, he's more educated than Trump ever thought of being. And he, I think he's more, more intelligent, but he's, he is dangerous. Sometimes it's more dangerous to have that bit of intelligence in there when you've got such strange beliefs. One of the things I think that they're going to lose, the Republican Party is going to lose in Florida by doing that, by allowing him to be so free to do what he wants, is he's going to lose young people. I think he's going to lose pretty much anybody that's moderate to swing vote because how can you be the governor of a state, pass a law specifically for yourself to run for president? and not show up for your state for the next year and a half. Yeah. There's real problems in Florida. And we've talked about this before with homeowners insurance, with the cost of electricity, with a lot of environmental problems around the coast of Florida with the red tide and, you know, pollution, all kinds of things that he, he ha doesn't care about. Uh, one of the biggest contributors to his super PAC has been the, I think it's the chairman of the, company that's taken over most of the smaller power companies in Florida. 
that person gave him like $10 million. So like this dude is bought and paid for by the people that are slapping Floridians in the face. And he's just kind of like, I can't do anything about that. Yeah. And the thing of it is, is the legislature and everything that's part of all of the, the government in Florida is making a rubber stamp of whatever he wants. And it's, it's sad because like you say, there is a lot of problems. Florida is, is environmentally has come, got some real issues. Another big hurricane coming through any place in Florida is going to going to be an issue because the water uh, is rising. The water, uh, particularly on the Atlantic coast, the water is rising faster there because of temperature changes and everything else than almost any other place on the planet. So it's going to be a very, very interesting thing. You already have many high tides in Miami, Miami Beach, where the water is coming right up to the, the hotels. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. It just seems what like the, he's worried about the wrong things, like censorship and, you know, like he took over an entire college. Yeah. That's and they had a separate, nuts. did you see where they had a separate unofficial graduation for themselves? Yeah. The night before? Yay, yeah, nobody, people. Nobody's going to go to that college. It's going to turn into just another one of those biblical colleges run by a crazy nut pastor that people aren't going to choose to go to. You're making like autotrons for your side at this point. Nobody wants to go there that has any belief that is different than anti-woke, whatever that means. Well, the the thing of it is, if you look at Florida, Florida is starting to rank near the bottom in everything. They're ranking health, education, uh, environment, uh People aren't going to want to live there. I mean, you know, even even the older people who used to go there aren't going to go on to be there because it's there's nothing for them. Because even in even in elder care, they rank near the bottom of it, and that's a shame because Florida has the potential to have an awful lot of money because of Disney and others on there. Yeah. It brings in the tourist dollars. What's going to happen if they're not careful? They're going to have to put an income tax in, and then people are really going to revolt. Well, Disney, I read the other day, Disney's starting to buy land in other states. I mean, I'm not saying that Disney World's going to, they're going to pack it up and move Disney World, but they could downsize it. They really could. They could close parts of it. And he's already said, what was it, a $10 billion thing that they were going to do and these, they're not going to do? That what that evolved was bringing over, I think it was 2,000 executives yeah. from Ca California to kind of consolidate operations in Florida. So you just blew that guy. Like, and you, I, and he doesn't, it doesn't even occur to him that that's a problem because he's riling up the people that he would already have. You know, that's another not, Yeah, go he's, ahead. He's not, he's not going to win any new supporters behaving in that manner. Well, and talking about that, there's another crazy state, California. If you've watched House Hunters on it, somebody to look get a house like we've got here, you'd have to have a million dollars. Yeah. That's but, crazy. I mean, California's got its own problems. And, you know, a lot of conservatives say it's because it's very a very liberal state. But I think it's just a crap hole, a too yeah. hot, sunny crap hole. Like It is. And it, the thing of it is, is, is that it's got a lot going for it, but... The, what they've done so much in development of the wrong areas that you have wildfires and things. 
um, one of the major insurance companies will no longer write policies, fire policies in California because they can't afford the cost of, of the wildfires and people can't afford to pay the insurance for that kind of stuff. It's a crazy time. Anything else you want to bring up today? No. That's <laughs> <laughs> you, made, you made it easy. Okay, today we looked at the, the, the biggest holiday, holiday so far of the year, I think, almost, besides maybe the religious holidays, and that is World Outlander Day. If you don't know anything about Outlander, check it out. It's going to be on, on Stars. Season 7 begins on the 16th of June. Uh, if you like romance, if you like like interesting interesting things about history and including American history, because they're going into the American Revolution shortly, uh, I fully do it. Uh, I am a big fan of. If you are a Outlander fan, you know my big one is Duel. He's dead in the series, but he still is mentioned every now and then by it. But it's a it's a, a very fascinating story. We looked at uh, Trump's latest problem with Jack Smith as far as the classified documents that he's playing games with fast and loose. Looked a little bit more classified with our National Guard guy. We looked at um, the good news that hopefully and keep our fingers crossed that today they pass it in the Senate. So the debt ceiling will be suspended, which is a very good thing because there's not a dollar amount on it. It means it, it's like it does not exist for two years. So the, the government can borrow as needed to pay for the things that have been approved. And that's the important thing, all these things have been improved. We looked at the candidates, and, and we looked at one candidate and his craziness in Florida. So thank you, listeners, and thank you, Karen, for being here once again. We hope shortly to have a guest in one of our new one of our episodes in the next month or so. I haven't had a chance to contact him, but we'll, we'll see. So again, thank you. God bless you. And again, World Outlander Day. God bless this great nation and its leaders. Have a wonderful afternoon. Goodbye, all.